The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Saturday, March 7, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Is this the end of flavored cigars in the United States? Lawmakers have been trying to kill it, and the fight has divided the cigar industry. How did this happen? What is the future? Is it good? Is it bad? We'll talk about all that and more. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. Or is it ugly? You missed that opportunity. Is it good, ugly? Good, bad, or ugly? Oh, the good, bad, and the ugly. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog, at thecigarauthority.com. There we go. And uh, it feels a little like um, first class. Do we got some first class going on here? Which is uh, all the room, those that There's are watching room on. room for activities. Or, yeah. or coach, if you're lucky enough not to have the middle seat filled. Yeah, yeah. That, that, As a fat guy, that's my dream. Oh, I, I do too. I do that dream. The two Hail Marys and an Our Father <laughs> as the people are boarding. But uh, Barry is on the wheels of steel. Yes, he is. It's like riding a bicycle. Yeah, as you is said. It? And one day we will put that to the test. <laughs> <laughs> because it's been 35 years since Barry rode a bicycle. A few more pounds and he's going to make that attempt. And when he does... Is riding a bicycle like riding a bicycle? Some people that come and visit us in our studio audience, which is massive today, yes. <laughs> uh, they enjoy the banter that happens before the show, sometimes more than the show. I don't, I don't, I don't even know how we get on these topics. That today, Barry has yeah. not ridden a bicycle. In 35 years. And, and how did that all start? Because he got back there and says, like riding a bicycle. Is it? Is it like riding a bicycle? <laughs> well, you, yeah. <laughs> you didn't believe he's ever ridden a bicycle. You Wait a second. How long has it been? Well, he hasn't for a while because either have I. Um, so he's there um, pressing the buttons today because Ed Sullivan is away on location. I feel like George Jetson. Yeah. He was a button pusher. Yeah. You're like Spacely Sprockets. There we go, Spacely Sprockets. Uh, he's at a podcast convention learning more about podcasts, and uh, I did get a, te a text from him this morning, and uh, I did not report this to you, but um, he did some investigation. There's all kinds of stats and all kinds of things that they're looking at over there of the direction of podcasting, where it was, where it is now, and stats. And um, the Cigar Authority is in the top 10 of all podcasts in the world. Really? Of all podcasts that are done, no matter what the subject is, in the top 10, we're ahead of more than 90% of every other podcast. We're there. As a cigar podcast, how weird, because one out of a 1,000 people use the prod products anyway, which means just about everybody else's podcast is open to lots more people, but our little niche is... Uh, in the top 10. 
Well, what I hear, even with the people, in, and I got some bitching emails this week, <laughs> daily, yeah, bitching about things, and we're going to get into that all later. Right. But they all start with, I love the banter. And, I, yeah. and I've got non-cigar smoking There's something friends. going on here. They check out the show on Facebook every week, and they don't smoke cigars. So there's and, something going on. And here. taking nothing away from our competitive podcasters that are out there, which is all good for the industry, Absolutely. and I love it all, we are in the top 10, and they are not. There is no other in the top 10 in the cigar category. There is no other. We're the really? only ones, Yes. They may be eleven. I don't Why? know. I don't know where they stand, but Why? we're in the top. Why did you wait until we were live on the well, show to know. tell me this? And now to... you're not even going to spill the beans. I got to wait two and a half mean? hours to spill the beans. We're well, number one. We're number one, and we're in the top ten, and nobody else is in the top ten. What's the What's the hook? What's the catch? There's something you're not telling me. I know I'm you well enough. That's all I know. It was a text. So I don't That's have lots of information. Bullshit. Next week, Ed Selwyn will come in and share, and we can pat ourselves on the back even more than we normally do. He sent you a text. I don't believe you. He sent you a text message that said, by the way, Cigar Authority is in the top 10 of podcasts. Of all podcasts. Of all of them. Yes. That's just what he said. He didn't expand on that at all. He said, we went through a thing. We're doing lots of stats, going over lots of stats, because I, I want to know what's going on. We went over lots of stats and stuff, and it was great information that, we, that I found out that the Cigar Authority made it into top 10 of all podcasts. Um, we're not, not only number one in the category, but we're the only one in the top 10. And I'm sure he'll get into it deeper as it is. It's just a text. Barry, does it feel like there's some, like some it's not gotcha more. moment, no, like some aha thing like happening top here? Top 10, 9, or are we in the top 10%? Top, we're in the top 10%. Okay. We're, we're not necessarily so there's a, right, there's a million shows, we're in the top 100,000. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right, now I'm nervous about doing the producing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so far, it, it appears to be on Facebook, and uh, if no one's telling you that there's no audio, we're good. All right, all I know is Jonathan this time is holding off as getting to the cigar. Nobody's ends up, usually it's me chatting, and then you guys are saying, can we just light up the cigar? But nobody's rushing us. I actually want to light up the first one. I don't mind the first one. Really? Yeah. All right, so this is, uh, you hear, heard what we're talking about. We're talking about flavored cigars today. So, Barry, what are we smoking? Well, today's first cigar is the Acid Amigos, which is manufactured in Nicaragua by Drew Estate exclusively for Two Guys Smoke Shop. The size that we're smoking is a 5x38 Petit Corona, which is the mild version of Corona, and it's two to a single pack. Um, it features a Connecticut shade wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers, and it is... Part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A so stop bitching. Yes, we'll it is. We'll get into that. Go so, ahead. So two cigars will cost you $9.99, where a box of 40 is $180.32, which is a savings of almost $20 or 10% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right, give it to me. Give it to me. Give Everybody was you. complaining. We've never had so many complaints oh my God. ever. It, vicious. Vicious that we gave this not one but two cigars, and we counted it as one, mm -hmm. as one of the cigars. The idea of the care package is you're going to smoke what we're going to smoke during the show, good, bad, or ugly. Right. Like it or don't like it. Well, don't remember, do it if you don't like. No, but sometimes stepping outside your comfort zone turns out to be a win. Toscano. How many people are on Toscano? Yes. Unbelievable. Which is a great cigar. Yeah. 
Will I smoke? Also, Topper? I, yep. Will I smoke an acid Cuba Cuba or a Dos Amigos on the regular? No. Do I object to this particular cigar? Not really. So this is not a care package for Cigar of the Month Club, and you're going to get cigars that you like each time. If that's what you're looking for, you got the wrong thing because we're going to smoke all different stuff all the time mm-hmm. that we talk about on the show. And it was bound to happen after 10 years <laughs> that we were going to have a flavored cigar on the show. And here it is. And we didn't slide it out and give you one of the two. We gave you two. And it's right. $10 retail that's on the cigar. And you can smoke it and suffer along with a buddy. But or maybe you're going to like it. You might like it. And, you, and everybody, that's been my reply to people when they're, when they're writing and complaining, is certainly if you don't feel Have like- Have you ever had it before? No. Well, what, why are you saying that's the whole thing of prejudging something? Yeah, you, you should try it. But you can split it up and you know enjoy it with a buddy. Um, if you don't feel like you're getting a value, of course you can drop out anytime. anytime. There's there's no I'm contract gonna, or any long term thing, and it's, and it's been open. So if you drop out, I'm going to shut it off so that you can't get back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not. I don't recall Barry, and maybe maybe you fielded some complaints. But when we gave away the uh, almost twenty two dollar Atabay, uh, anyone bitch and moan? No, and I think it was more than twenty two dollars. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. what about when they uh, they got the free humidor? Byron yeah. Davidoff for you. No one yeah. complained about the. Any other? All right, just checking. So you know, everybody goes, "How does Dave do it? How he has to be losing money." Yeah, some months are going to be a little bit less aggressive than other months. This is a ten dollars st- cigar, but you're still getting more than twenty five or thirty dollars worth, depending if you're on Prime or not. Never happened that it didn't. Every no. single time that it doesn't, and if you don't think you're getting your money's worth, I can't do be any more generous than I'm being. Leave now. the the one uh, The one question someone had is: Is it necessarily bad to have a cellophane acid inside the same bag as regular cigars that are also in cellophane probably not for six months to a year or something but yeah, for, it, for one day it made it to you within three days yeah so okay. i i did an experiment and we we did how is it in the, in the humidors that you go into your favorite brick and mortar store and walk into a room that has all the acids in the room along with all the padrone anniversarios with no cellophane on them right. how is that do you not buy cigars in those stores? How about the warehouses where you're buying those cigars online that they're having those cigars with them? We messed around with high-altitude coffee, and we put bald cigars, no cellophane, inside the actual coffee beans and closed them in a humidor, and it took six months before you could pick up coffee on the cold draw. Yeah. There's no, there's no risk here. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're not going to keep talking and chatting along because you're just holding it up as long as you can. Uh, why, so- why are you putting that on me? Because uh, I didn't yell at you yet? Yeah, because usually you're yelling at me to do it. But so qu- quickly before I light it up, um, in 1995, Jonathan Drew first entered into the cigar industry and began selling cigars in a small kiosk in New York, uh, World Trade Center. 1996, the first brand came out. By Jonathan Drew, it was called Samero, S-I-M-E-R-O. And uh, the first event ever for Samero was a two-guy smoke shop right across the street. And he didn't even want to do it. I said, if I'm going to buy this many cigars, you're going to have to come and work in the store. There I introduced him to Steve Saka, who was a customer at the time. And so be it. I've seen that picture. Yep. Um, the closeout of that Samero brand was us also. We bought every single one. Uh, in those days, I would buy a closeout of somebody's brand, and that would be the end of it. 
over the years, I got smarter, and I said, if I buy the closeout, I actually buy the brand name. I get the trademark. So I have some trademarks over the years of, of closed-out brands. Um, in 1997, La Vieja Havana uh, came out. That's something that came out multiple times along the way. Samero never did. Um, closed that brand out, though, also. In 1998, they come out with Acid. I did not buy Acid right away. I didn't like the name of it. I didn't like what it tasted like. I didn't like the whole idea of it. I thought it was a loser after buying into the two losers previous. This is the one I thought was a loser. Oh, was I wrong? Um, he joins up with Marvin Samuel, which uh, Marvin I saw um, down in Miami last month. Uh, I haven't seen or heard from him in years. Great to see him, and we're going to have information about him uh, not coming back in the cigar world necessarily selling cigars, but it's going to touch into the cigar world a bit, and we'll uh, give you that information as it comes out. Uh, but certainly a rags-to-riches story that happened um, in 1999, as we're carrying now, you know, probably took a year not carrying um, the, acid, the line. acid line, took it on, and then we were doing well enough with it that he picked out a handful of retailers and asked us if we wanted a special acid cigar just for our store. And they called it subculture. And we were members of the subculture uh, chapter. And these special retailers got to have a cigar made for them. I thought two cigars as one, Dos, we had a brand called Dos Hombre. Yep. This would be Dos Amigos. Uh, another trademark that I had, Dos Amigos, and I said it'll be Acid Dos Amigos. Two cigars with one band around it. They're most Certainly more powerful of a concept than Dos Hombre, which is just two guys. Right. Dos Amigos, two friends. Two friends. So Meant to be shared. Meant to be shared. I'm not sharing mine. I'm going to smoke them both at the same time. At the same time, which is what we call that, That's double barrel. Double barrel. Double barrel. Um, so Subculture comes out, Acid Amigo comes out. And it becomes, that's the brands of Drew Estate. Not until 2006 comes Chateau Real, the first traditional uh, since Samero and La Vieja, um, which came and went, unfortunately. I thought that was a great cigar, Chateau Real. 2007 comes Liga Pavada. In 2014, Swisher, the largest flavored cigar company, and that's what we're talking about today here, folks, acquired Drew Estates. They sell over... Just so you understand of premium cigars, which is 300 million premium cigars sold in the United States per year, Swisher sells 2 billion, billion would it be, cigars in the United States, 2 billion. So what are those 2 billion cigars? Those are Swisher Sweet Originals, which is number one yep. in the world, uh, followed by Diamonds, which is another Swisher brand, which is number two in the world. Together, those two lines sell more than the next five companies combined. That's how strong Swisher is. And Swisher ends up buying Drew Estate. And here we are. Um, the, the thought process here is that these are not cigars. So, well, they're not premium cigars. Is this what it, well, the argument is. And, and that's because of the flavor, flavor and component. And 
I'm saying the F word, which Drew Estate always said, it's infused. Don't, don't use the F word right. because it's infused. That doesn't mean it doesn't have a flavor. Sure. So I, I don't mean anything by this, but just to make life easy for us, we're going to call it flavored because yep. that's what we're talking about today. So with that being said, let's do it. Now, we got a, a thousand people smoking cigars along with us, unless you already threw the cigar out. You were so insulted that we included this in here, but... Um, it has a smell to it. You can smell the outside of the wrapper, a little bit of bubble gum. Yep. Yeah. Really, right? the, like the dust on the bubble yeah, gum. Yeah, so I already went ahead and cut it, but it tastes like juicy fruit. Okay. The outside yeah. is the sweet of juicy fruit yep. bubble gum. Yep. Absolutely. The inside is a total different, it, it's more of perfumey inside than the outside of the bubble gum type of thing. Okay. And I, I hope... I, I actually hope that people that got this just go down the rabbit hole with us yeah. and smoke it. Instead of saying Instead of you being, hate something you never had right. before. Or maybe you've had acid before, but you haven't had this one. You really, you owe it to yourself as a cigar smoker to educate your palate in every possible way. So you understand acid as a premium cigar line. Okay. Let's call it a, it's in the, it's in that 300 million. It actually it counts as a 300 million. It should. And it happens to be number one. Just Acid this, Blondie as a front mark outsells Macanudo as a brand, just to put that into perspective. Right. Just one front mark outsells the entire brand of Macanudo nationwide. And this cigar was based on the Blondie, which was the lightest mm. of, of the bunch. It is two for one, and it's a little longer. It's actually, I believe, the same ring gauge. It's uh, identical, except yeah. for the length. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a little it's longer. longer. You get a little more, and it's priced exactly the same. All right, quit stalling. It. Let's time, get the cut going. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. That's going to come up in a little while. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So I didn't mention this before the show. I probably should have brought it up to you, like you know I was going to do it. But growing up in Brooklyn, I knew Jonathan Drew, Marvin Stemwell, and we had a mutual friend, Mike Poppis, who was known as Mikey Tires. He sold tires. Yeah. Uh, he died this week. Oh. So being that the three of us knew him, I'd like to dedicate the show to him. Sure. So to Mikey. All right. Before you light the cigar, taste it. And it tastes like bubblegum. It's juicy fruit all the way through. Or is it bazooka, the block bazooka? I can see the powder aspect of that. But yeah. It has that, it has that tropical taste to it, like juicy fruit. And this is a long-filled cigar. Yes. It's not short-filled. And they call it infused, which means the tobacco is around something that picks up the aroma as opposed to put it on it. Yes. Correct. It, it breathes has been rolled in, it absor through it. It absorbs. Or sprayed on. Yep. And in a case like an Atabaya Byron, it's in a cedar room for a long period of time and brings on the cedar. On something like Toscano is around the smoke, the burning the type of cure. woods, yep. and brings on the tobacco. In this case, there's something there that brings on this flavor. So is this a bad thing? I'm going to let you be the judge. Oh, I'll be the judge. Okay. We're going to light our cigar today. With the Vertigo Commissioner. The Vertigo Commissioner features single action. You press the button, the lid pops open, releasing the gas, and two jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you've got a flip-out bullet punch 
and an easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Commissioner. Okay, so as I light the cigar up, the cold draw was so much of that bubblegum taste as I lit it up, the taste is dramatically subsided. It's not as sweet as it was. It's not as, as um, aromatic as it smelled. And it's, I, it's way lighter. And I think the aromatic aspect is why so many people uh, decide they don't like acid. From they, somebody else smoking Right. It. You're sitting in a lounge. You're smoking your Padron or your Atabe. Yeah. And all you could taste is the smell of an acid. And I'll say the same when as you, pipe tobacco yes, people. When you smoke it, it's different. Yeah. So, you know, the best smelling type pipe tobacco like a Captain Black type of thing with vanillas in it and things mm -hmm. like that. Boy, it smells good when somebody else is smoking it. I've dabbled in pipes over the past mm -hmm. 35 years. Um, those tobaccos don't taste good. And yet the ones that don't smell good, more of a medicine-y type of smell that I don't like when somebody's smoking that type of tobacco mm -hmm. as, as being in the same room with them, tastes the best. Yes. So... I think smoking the cigar, I'd rather be smoking it than being in a room with somebody else smoking it, and I'm smoking something else, and it's irritating me. Because it's true. It, it irritates me, too. Somebody else smoking the cigar. Yeah, especially if you're smoking a high-end cigar. It kind of ruins the experience. Yeah. You guys I, are doing a great job of pitching people on I, why they should be smoking well, along when, with us. When I had just my, telling the truth. When I had my cigar in Brooklyn, we didn't allow people to smoke acid in the store. We sold them. But it was a small 400-square-foot store. We didn't allow them to smoke Overpowering it. the... Yes, it ruined the other people there's experience. Yeah. It does have the aroma of uh, angel farts coming off the coming off the foot. I like what my yeah. lips taste like. The only angel you've been close to <laughs> suffered a very long fall. Uh, uh, so, all right, let's get to it. The U.S. House of Representatives approved a bill last Friday sending it to the Senate that would ban the sale of flavored tobacco products, including menthol cigarettes and flavored e-cigarettes. Some of the bill eliminates premium cigars, which is what the industry is divided by now. This is a big part of this division that you're seeing in the cigar industry uh, is stemmed by this. Which I would like to see the people who are not included just fight for their cigars. Don't don't try to bring down the other side. That's that's not and that's I don't, not nice. And I don't think they are. I think what they're doing is not fighting for them. And they take that as if you're not fighting for if you're not with us, you're against us. And I don't believe that they're against either because you're talking about every cigar store is carrying acid or they're out of their minds. It's a huge seller. It's number one. We have it. Yeah. And there's tax issues within states when it comes to it, but we have the government looking to stop this, which is not good for anybody. The government banning anything is not good for anybody, and we need to see that. Uh, other states have actually taxed it differently, flavored cigars. Zero for premium cigars and 67% for flavored cigars. That's the state we're in right now, New Hampshire. That's what they did to us over there. So why do people want to ban flavored cigar products? I always get to this when I go to the state house and fight, when I go into Washington, D.C., and I'm fighting for somebody to put a bill out to end up doing something. Why 
Do you want to ban flavored? I want to know why they're doing what they are doing. Then maybe we can find the reach around and say, how do we end up solving your problem without shutting us down? The more we limit the flavored flavored, uh, tobacco products of all kinds, politicians say whether it be traditional tobacco like cigarettes, cigars, or pipe tobacco, or even e-cigarette pods and vape, the fewer acetylenes <laughs> younger people, adolescents. Adolescents. Thank you. <laughs> adolescents. Um, this is a quote, so I have to actually say the word. This is right? why we're in the top ten percent. It's pronunciations right. like that. It is. So uh, it, it's a quote. So I, I would never use that word. Adolescents uh, <laughs> are going to engage in early use, and the longer we can say we can delay it, they say. We know science supports the fewer people are going to use the product through their lifetime. So they believe, according to science, that the longer you can keep a kid from using the product, the less likely they will be to use it for their lifetime. Which is the case for everything. If you raise a kid to be a vegetarian and they make it to their 30th birthday and they've been a vegetarian their whole life, they're probably not going to eat a steak. Yeah. Look what they're missing. Um, they believe the science supports this, and fewer people are going to use it throughout their lifetime. So the answer to this, the, the, the short answer is save the children, right? That's what they're trying to do. So knowing that information is part of it, that that's the reason why they're going to do it. So if that's the case, raised the smoking age to 21. Oh, wait, they did that. They did that. Okay. okay. So they don't need to ban it from a, a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old, a 60-year-old ban-flavored tobacco. If what you're trying to accomplish is to stop an adolescent, huh? Yeah. An adolescent from smoking, you've raised the smoking age to 21. Therefore, you've taken it away from the children for to that to happen. With. So I think we've accomplished that without you banning it from somebody of age. I think what, while they're at this, and this is an important thing, they should also... They should outlaw murder because that'll stop it from happening. Right. They should outlaw At young this, age. They should outlaw for they, young young people to murder. They should outlaw murder for everybody. Yeah. Because then no one would ever get murdered. Just you, you just write a note on that. All right. Send put it that there. They should do that. State representative. So what is a flavored tobacco product? Currently, it is a product with added flavoring. Flavored. To, and Hang I say on a that second. Can, Hang on a second. This does not have added flavoring. It doesn't have added flavoring. Nothing has been added to this cigar. This cigar was stored in close proximity to something that was flavored, but that flavoring was never added to this. It was added through osmosis being in the same room. I don't think that that's osmosis, but okay. Okay. I believe osmosis is moving through water. Okay. But this would be moving through the air. It hasn't been added. It was added, but Any, through osmosis. Well, then uh, every single CLE product is in a cedar box. Every Padron is in a cedar box. Therefore, Absolutely. every is. single one of those being in proximity to a flavored agent is a flavored cigar. Absolutely. And that's why I brought up the cedar thing to you earlier. That's why I brought the smoke issue with smoking woods that ends up happening or whatever it's around. Put it next to apples long enough, and it's going to have an apple taste. Pe- pipe tobacco people do Don't that. Don't store right? your humidors in the bathroom, or they're going to taste like shit. Oh. 
So flavored tobacco products, including the types of cigarettes, cigarillos, cigars, hookahs, smokeless tobacco, pipe tobacco, and vape. In some cases, flavored must be named. It depends who you're talking to of what flavored tobacco products mean. Flavored tobacco must be named distinguishing characteristic flavors. Like if it was cherry and you called it cherry and it was cherry, then it would be a distinguished flavor. In some cases, that's not the case. If you said chocolate, vanilla, peach, grape, it's a distinguished flavor. This this has a distinct flavor, and it's friendship. Ah, that so, has a flavor. Yeah. It's, it's Dos Amigos, parents. Yeah. You're going to hear this distinguishing characteristics because it already it came through with states and federally, and something like this, or when you see um, things that were called mint, and now it's called green, green it takes its distinguishing characteristic away from all that it, does, although it's still the same. All that does is, is it hides it from somebody who is being lazy and just looking something up on the internet, for example, and looking for lists of these flavored products. Oh, this one is the something green. If it said mint, it would red flag immediately. So one of the problems is what if you said cinnamon pea pods because you said so now is that a characteristic of that cigar well that the point? manufacturer's not saying that but the manufacturers do say when they're here at events this has a uh, pleasant black pepper note yeah yeah or yeah, you'll get cherries on the cold draw that may go away if this yep. ends up if this characteristic flavor they, they wouldn't use and and what would happen to something like cigar journal magazine at that point that has these flavor notes in it because we write them what happens then they haven't printed any of my chinese pea pods though no they I've, have never i've put it in twice so far yeah, because there's and 19 other people through. i think you just get them to humor like you know they want my results they want day's results they want edge results <laughs> yours is the entertainment <laughs> yours factor. is the entertainment yeah they're sitting around the water cooler yeah busting you create my balls. the levity Oh, it's Friday night. Let's go get drinks and read Jonathan's stuff. (laughs) (laughs) If you can read it, because I don't type them anymore. All right. Uh, Here we are smoking the Acid Amigos infused is the word. That was done way at the beginning of this thing. Don't say the F word, he used to always say to me. Don't say the F word. Seeing that that was going to be the problem. Uh, Is it any different or is it just a trick for the government of let's not use that word? Is it? You're tasting the cigar. You out there in Radio Land or whatever, you're, you're, you're tasting it. Hopefully you're smoking it. Hopefully you're smoking it. I'm not saying smoke the whole thing. Light it up. Give it a third. Is give it, it a, fair try. a flavored cigar? No, I would hope that it's not because if we're using the term infused and we're using the cedar uh, uh, equation and we're saying a cigar that's in a cedar room absorbs the notes of cedar, as Joe Gutt pointed out, it's no longer the natural state of the tobacco leaf. It Correct. It becomes an added flavor. It is never the natural state right. of the tobacco because the polone, yes. the different things that happen in the, in the, in the pre, pre-industry pot of the, the whole growing, you grow the tobacco and then lots of magic happens. That This thing is fermented certain ways. Water is added to it. Water. Yep. You know, sometimes there's something put in the water to start this thing. I've heard rumors. Yeah. So... Almost everything you're not smoking is its complete natural way that it is. Not that there's anything wrong with adding water, but a dried tobacco leaf, you're adding water after the fact. What if the water has high in, is high in iron and it adds yeah. something that way? Um, 
What happens with, um, so th- with the government thing, I want you to understand that now different terminology is, is happening. Um, what happened to um, roll your own cigarettes? Remember that was hot in the 90s? It still is in certain segments of the marketplace. Well, what happened was people started rolling their own cigarettes because of the high tax that happened on cigars. It happened on cigarettes. So poor people or people who just didn't want to spend that kind of money on it said, I'm going to buy tobacco. I'm going to learn how to roll it myself. Then they came out with little machines Machines, that made it easy for you to do. And the government said, we want the damn tax money. So we are going to now tax the loose tobacco. So they started taxing loose tobacco. And which pipe tobacco was exempt from because that was its own category at the time. Correct. So the government wanted the money, so they taxed roll your own. So companies that were making roll your own said, we are going to now change our roll your own to call it pipe tobacco. Yeah, the first pipe guy buys a bag of it, realizes this is cigarette tobacco, gives it away to his buddy and goes back and buys regular pipe tobacco. It only helps. So I remember the first person doing it. It was the same exact packaging, but the label changed. And the name of the company was the same. Everything was the same, but they put pipe tobacco. Therefore, they didn't have to pay the tax. Then uh, the government realizes this is going on. Every company changes their roll your own to call pipe tobacco at zero tax. The government picks up on it and they says, oh, yeah, now we're going to tax pipe tobacco. So the poor pipe tobacco people who were minding their own business, the roll your own cigarette people screwed them. And now everything was taxed, so, including pipe tobacco. Here in New Hampshire, we have a 67% tax on pipe tobacco. And I went to the government and I said, why do you want to tax pipe tobacco at 67%? We don't. Be- well, because pipe tobacco doesn't have a, de- a legal definition. It's loose tobacco. It all is no, loose tobacco. There's always been pipe tobacco. I'm and not saying that tobacco. there hasn't been. What I'm saying is... The pipe people never separated what defines yes, they pipe did. tobacco. Yeah, the yes, cut, they did. The cut it's the different. cut. It's the process. There's pipe tobacco and there's roll your own. All and right. it's completely different by the government. It's it, a different product. It's definitely defined. But the point is. So I can look this up in the. In absolutely. The, I can go online for the New yes. Hampshire state government and I can stay. They, no. they know the definition of pipe tobacco. They did. They don't. They it's did. all the same shit to them. No, because this roll your own. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't jump in. The cigarette people... (laughs) That's kind of my thing. The cigarette people took roll-your-own cigarettes and called it pipe tobacco. Then then the government said, oh, screw you. All pipe tobacco is now taxed. Pipe tobacco is taxed, taking care of the cigarette people, at 67%. Therefore, now the, the... Pipe tobacco is at 67% and roll your own and fake roll your own. And then they went back to calling it cigarette because it doesn't matter. It's all them. So because they jumped into their thing to try to skirt it, they screwed the pipe tobacco people. And this is important to know that this happened, that roll your own cigarette people screwed the pipe tobacco industry, and they don't care that they screwed the pipe tobacco industry, and the government said there's nothing we can do about it. We're not going after the pipe tobacco industry, but they're in unforeseen circumstances. They weren't who we were shooting at. A casualty of war. Casualty of war. And that's what ended up happening. We're going to see this happen when it comes to the um, cigars in a second when we get to it. But right now, early thoughts here on Acid Amigos. You remember tropical flavored Lifesavers? Yeah. You remember the white one? 
Yeah, coconut. Like a, yeah, yeah that's what this is. It's the, that's not bad. It's the white one. So I really can't argue with you because this is definitely this has a flavor to it. It's yeah, not like this we're is why I'm not subjective. giving us the hops or all that because these are slam dunks. <laughs> it's not as flavored, but the outside wrapper is. It's, it's sweet. sweet. Yeah. If I get past the sweet of it, and, like and, I, and I think I'm, I'm going to actually peel that off in the next hour, so that's not okay. even doing it. The smoke itself is not dramatically a flavor bomb of flavors that were added to it because it wasn't added. It was around that flavor, so it's it's subtly in there. It's not as strong as it was. The bulk of it, I think, is coming in the wrapper. So I'm going to take that away during the break, and I'm going to come back to it. And you do the same. You guys do the same. Take it off and see see how it is. Uh, when we come back, how did the war on flavored cigars start? And how will the war on flavored cigars end? We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. 
So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nick Aragua from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Okay, we're back. There's a guy that knows flavored cigars or infused cigars. Worked at Drew Estates for many, many years. Blended a lot of these things. We're back. We're smoking Drew Estates subculture acid amigos. And we're talking about the war on flavored cigars today. And it's pissing people off, but it's important to know these things. And it's important to even try these things so you can intelligently discuss what it is. So what we did here during the break is I said I was getting most of that sweet flavor on the tip of the cigar. Here we go. So what I did was actually cut the wrapper off the top of it 
And uh, so none of the rapper now is going to you discover. Uh, you give, basically took the cap off. You got rid of the sweet tip. Yeah. Game changer. It'd help if I turn my mic on. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. It's so a now different cigar. It, it's almost a regular cigar. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to dig to try picking up what this was around, the infusion part of it. Um, so one of the guys in the chat room said that uh, he tasted on his lips sort of like some of the crap girls I've dated put on their lips. So when you kiss them, it tastes like strawberry. There we go. Uh, but he also said it's an interesting smoke. It's not a go-to for him, but if he was offered one, he would definitely light it up again. Try to peel back that wrapper on the outside of it. Yeah, you got two of them. You, you got two you of them. So, yeah. And peel that off. Uh, you know, I'm going to go as far as to, um, <coughs> I'm going to take it all off. What was that? Uh, like, uh, what was that commercial? I, I wish we had striptease music. Right? <laughs> take it all off. Uh, this is the whole outside wrapper. You leave your hat on. Game changer. It tastes. Like a cigar to me, little in the in the background is a little bit of that um, tropical taste. Yeah, but it's not as potent because not you know, at all. It's not that almost powdery substance on your lips, like like the powder on a bazooka bubblegum. I wonder, and we, we all smoked it already, so it smells of this tobacco up here. Is is this causing that aroma? Is is the outside wrapper the bulk of the aroma? Or the outside wrapper definitely has I think an aroma. It, smell your binder. It's hard to tell. I think I smell it. But maybe, and maybe that's coming, the bulk of that's coming from the wrapper, and just because it's in, in, in connection with it, that it's pumping off there. Maybe the whole infusion that happens is wrapper gets infused and nothing else. And the foot. If it's if the cigars are already rolled, it's not a close. Yeah, the foot's foot. going to be the most exposed. Right. The foot will be yeah. exposed as well as the wrapper. Interesting. You take the wrapper off, game changer. It's you a totally wonder. different cigar. You got to wonder. And I'll tell you, it's it's well made. It's burning doesn't, very nice with no wrapper on it. Doesn't this wrapper though look a lot like that Chateau Real wrapper? Yeah, it's part the sheen to it. Yeah, could Chateau Real have been just a non-infused acid? Dum dum dum. It maybe is. I mean, the wrapper is identical. That creamy, golden color. Hey, just throwing it out there. Uh, last week we mentioned uh, we did the top ten strongest cigars. What we believe was the top ten strongest cigars. We put a pack together. Um, this weekend is the end of it. Yep. Uh, so what do they do, Barry, if they want to do this? You go to the thecigarauthority.com on the right-hand side. On the desktop version, you'll see a graphic that says top 10 strongest cigars. You click that. It'll take you to twoguyscigars.com where you can purchase the pack. And for $99.99, you'll get a Camacho Corojo, Debonair, Todos Las Dias, Liga Privada, C.O. Jones, Aladino Corojo Reserva, Cro-Magdan, La Flor Dominicana, Tubo Oro, Southern George Jacobs Ladder, and Padron Family Reserve, 50s. Ten cigars. Ten cigars, ninety nine ninety nine. And if you're looking at the Cigar Authority on the mobile browser, about halfway down, you'll see the same graphic. Tap it. It'll bring you to twoguyscigars.com. Okay. Uh, so Nathan writes, speaking of that pack, yeah. through the Contact Us page. Hey, guys, love the show. I'm a fairly new smoker with about a year under my belt. The Camacho Corojo was a damn good cigar. However, it is not a 9.2 slash 10 in strength or spiciness. Maybe a 6. 
Grow Get a pair of out of here. Sex. Grow a pair of balls. No. Yes. So love what, the show and keep up the good work. No, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's see, just wrong. See, I discredit that that email because he's saying it is six, but he didn't give an example to what he considers a ten. That doesn't mean that the email is discredited. This is how. I mean, he, six might be the highest rating he goes. He might be like the Russian judge. This is how he feels, and that's that. And if, he can be wrong if that's the way he wants. We are the authority, and we've made the determining factor that that was the nine-ish, and then it built to number ten, which is the La Flor Dominicana Oro, Jacob's Ladder ten, no doubt about it. The um, um, Roma Craft Cro-Magnon ten. Yep. <coughs> I'm coughing just thinking about it. Coronavirus? No, it's the strong <laughs> cigar. Th- the thought of the strong cigar. Um, we got we to gotta have a threshold for what a 10 is and then go down from there. Saying everything is a 6, then you have no 10. Something has to be a 10. And, that, and that's it. Anyway, go on there, grab it, uh, and smoke, and th- smoke them all. Yeah. You, guys ha- you guys got the Camacho Corojo in your care package. So same thing as the acid. Don't be scared. I, my, I had this conversation with my brother this morning. I was putting some cigars in his humidor, and he said, oh, I, you guys scared me away from smoking the Camacho Corojo. And I said, you you got to smoke it. You've got to know for yourself where that falls. It costs you $5. For, light it and experience this whole thing. At the thing. point that it gets experience too strong, this. put it down. All you people who fine. never smoked it before, experience this. Yes. And then never smoke it again if you want. And if you do like it, you got an extra one. So DMV, you're welcome. DMV Greg in the chat room is agreeing with you. He goes because he tried something different. He's now a Toscano guy. And well, it's yeah. the greatest combo with limoncello. I'll never so, smoke another LFD Oro Tubo again, but I smoked it. Yes. And I smoked it twice. And now I'll never do that do it. To because it was it was the strongest <laughs> one. I said I'll never smoke it till we got to the point of what is the strongest cigar. There it is. Um, speaking of Toscano. Uh, somebody came up from Toscano this week to see me, and I smoked a new one that's not out yet. Yeah, uh, Toro Diaz, the Miami cigar rep, was in town. Macchiato? Yep. I Remember, this is the one we were asking what it was going to be? Yep. I smoked one when I went out to breakfast with him. I think you guys smoked one when we were sitting up here before the show. And I smoked three. It was good. That day, it was absolutely delicious. And yes, it is infused of what it is. Uh, And I'm a hardcore regular cigar smoker. But with a cup of coffee, man, Uh, I smoked it too. And I'm embarrassed to say. Why? That I enjoyed it. Why? Because I'm a Why? purist. I like my coffee black. I don't even want cream in it. I won't drink it if it has cream in it. No Boy, what, sugar. What a nice little dessert that was. It with was a cup delicious. Of without, without eating fattening food, I had that cigar. I felt like I had dessert. I found it interesting on the little five pack that they come in. There's yeah. a thing on there that says strength one of five. And I'm curious if they're going to have to redesign the packaging because I don't think they can get away with putting strength on the packaging. Uh, because it hasn't been tested. Yeah. It, it was interesting that people look at Toscano because of the rough look it is and say these are strong, strong uh-huh. cigars, and it wasn't strong. It was so enjoyable. Fantastic cigars. Delicious. So how did the war on flavored cigars start, Dave? Okay. Uh, the outrage first started with a product called Beedies. B-E-E-D-I-E-S. Biddy's a small, thin, rolled, cigarette-like cigar of clove 
which was originally in India. Do you guys remember this at all when this whole thing started? I remember up? that. It that, was the 80s. The yeah. Biddies thing was crazy. It was on 60 Minutes. They wanted to outlaw it. They had child labor laws of little kids roll, had to roll thousands a day and just rolled a gave circular thing. to do. Yeah, gave them something to do. Uh, that boom happened in the 80s. I was in the business when it happened, and it was immediately followed by Cretec, a U.S.-based company, also in the cigar industry right now, sell cigars, they're yep. big. Uh, they actually did the TPE. They own the TPE along with cigar magazines and all kinds of stuff. They produced a clove product called the Jarum. Yes, that was part of the 90s craze where kids my age, you know, in the in the in 1819 were not smoking regular cigarettes, they would smoke clove cigarettes. Right, which were the jarum. This mm-hmm. is the guy that started and he started in 1981. This is how long ago that went back. A popular Indonesian product that had huge success in the United States. And that huge success to younger people became the war on flavored tobacco products. Cretec, by the way, what does that mean, that word Cretec? Crackling of the clove. Ah. That's what it means. It was clove tobacco, and that cracking sound is called Cretec. That's where the word comes from. In the late 90s, the war against flavored tobacco began because of that product. Because it wasn't I'm not saying there's anything. No, because kids did like it. Yeah. And they became the first victim of the war on tobacco, Biddies and Clove de Jarums actually is shut down completely. In 2009, they made it actually against the law in the United States to have those products. So what do they do? They end up coming out with a different, instead of it being Clove cigarettes, it becomes Clove cigars. Much like the pipe tobacco. Yeah. Now I'm connecting the dots, right? Yep. Now it becomes... The cigarette calls itself a cigar. The roll-your-own-cigarettes call itself pipe tobacco and pull down the pipe tobacco industry. The cigarette calls itself a cigar, puts... How much pushback did they get from the cigar people? Nothing. There's the problem. There's the problem. And And, the pipe people didn't give pushback. and, and, And here is the problem today, that we're seeing a separation... And maybe it's because the people that understand the history of what happened here knows that maybe flavored cigars are going down and they're going to take all cigars with it unless we separate ourselves. Which we've done maybe. in New Hampshire. And I'm, I'm saying this out of just thought of what I end up knowing because now the next problem was flavored blunts. Reports say that flavored tobacco products are, are especially popular with youths. 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 <laughs> <To> <laughs> To have, therefore, become a target for regulation in several countries. Blunts are a size of a brand called Phillies. That's where this word came out. It was Philly Blunts. The original cigar introduced in in 1910 was named after Philadelphia's handmade popularity that shortened by the cigar-smoking public Phillies, a nickname that eventually became a brand name, and it was Barrel of Blunts. Because there was a barrel of them that 50 cigars came in a barrel, and that's how you bought Philly Blunts, in a barrel of Blunts. Those were the five-cent cigars, yep. 2010, right? And they were the first Blunts. Later on, White Owl Blunts, um, short-filler cigars, low-price, short-filler cigars, not long-fill premium cigars. 
Philly started flavoring the blunts, and the first one being chocolate. And when that came out, that began the introduction of marijuana to the cigar, to the to the, using the the flavoring to mask the aroma of smoking marijuana. That you'd put the blunt wrap, chocolate blunt wrap on it. Not only would it make the marijuana taste better to the person smoking marijuana, but the people around it wouldn't be smelling the strong potent of marijuana because of the, and. They hollowed it out, filled it with pot, and started young people supposedly smoking cigars. Oh, young people are now smoking cigars. No, they are not smoking cigars. They are using this. Smoking the weeds. Smoking marijuana. The devil's lettuce. And young, young kids, adolescents, never smoke cigars. They never did before, and they never did now. It's an acquired taste of adults. Young people are not interested at all, but... They were considered young kids smoking cigars. Therefore, the cigar industry began, began it all began of we got to stop these kids smoking cigars. You know what they the should case. have done? They should have outlawed marijuana. Yeah, and instead, they oh, legalized wait, it. They, it was outlawed. It was outlawed. And it was illegal it. to smoke marijuana then. But it they, still is on a federal level. This began the taxing. The first tax that ever happened on cigars happened because of blunts. And it was because kids were smoking, and now we're going to tax it so high that kids can't afford that 50-cent blunt, which is what it was. And that began the whole thing. And we were not separated as premium cigars and regular cigars because we were all together, and we didn't want, want to separate ourselves. So that began where the problem began. Um, Wow, time's flying as I'm getting through this. But I just a lot I got to say. Um, so let's get to what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And thankfully, it's a short week for news. Tyler Mensler is the new Director of Legislative Affairs for the Cigar Association of America. He most recently served as a Congressional Policy Analyst at the Office of Congressional and Intergovernment Affairs. And that's what's up in the cigar world. Oh, short and sweet is right. Next week on the show, we went from, we're going to go from flavored cigars to talk about bundle cigars. Where did that start? Where is it today? Does that make it a cheap cigar? Is it less quality because it's not in a box? We're going to dig into that whole story of bundle cigars. The following week, George Rico from Gran Habano is going to be in. First time ever having George Rico in on. In person? In person. No kidding. And uh, followed by back from the TAA because that's what's going on. And we'll get to all that more. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, again, in the care package is a bundle cigar. There's a reason for it. That's what we're going to talk about in the show. So just suck it up and uh, or quit because the idea is to smoke along with what we're smoking. Yeah, people begged for years to be able to smoke along with us. Now they can smoke along with us and they don't like what they're getting. Yeah. Somebody in the chat room says they look forward to when we smoke cigars that are no longer made like a Davidoff Cuban. 
Okay, that'll be in the care. That'll be in the care package. That's next. only a five hundred dollar cigar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll just drop that in for thirty bucks. Yeah. By the way, the person that said that was me. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. You're what we call a dink. That's an industry term. I yeah. am. But I, I want you to know what you don't know. I want you to try and test and see things that you wouldn't get out of your comfort zone, uh, which, which is what you say. That's part of the thing. So you're trying an acid amigo maybe for the first time, trying an acid cigar, period. You smelled it before. Now I want you to take the outside wrapper off and smoke it over there so understand what the difference is. I will say this is a cigar since it's come out. I've smoked at least a box. I've never bought a box of these, but I've smoked at least a box worth. I don't think it's such the negative cigar that some people make it out to be, at least on this particular one. I like that juicy fruit flavor. Good. And um, uh, after the break, I want to come back and talk about um, the Chick Magnet, which is the cigar we're going to smoke next. Uh, somebody comes in and buys these for years and years. He buys regular cigars, then he buys Chick Magnets, which are cigars that attract women. Shut up. That's what it is. Shut up. So uh, we'll, uh, let's get to that. Let's go to break. When we come back, our flavored cigars are stepping stone to become a cigar smoker. Are they worse than traditional cigars? Uh, where are flavored cigars today? And are flavoring in your cigars, um, what is the flavoring in the cigars that you're smoking? Or do you even want to know? We're going to get to all that and more when we come back. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Aging Room 4, Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General Ward, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. 
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigar journal Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. 
the premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry, is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. We're back with our number two as we dig deep into flavored cigars today. Ed Sullivan is away, so we thought we'd smoke these because he hates it. He hates other people smoking around him, smoking this. Uh, as a lot of cigar people yeah, like do. Like me? Don't. Yeah. Um, we really got to do two. So does he have a, does back? he have a good reason to hate it? That's the question. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority, everybody. Um, we took the outside thing of it. I, I may do that on the next cigar too, just to see how that worked. But uh, I got to say, we we have a customer, Kevin, who he smokes full bodied cigars. I mean, he is a Jacobs Ladder fan. He's just he, Padron Number Four Maduro. He likes full full bodied stuff. And once in a while, he goes and gets himself a Java or a Tobacco Special, and he takes some heat in the lounge from smoking it, mostly from me. Yeah. Uh, but he takes he takes a beating on that, and he's like, hey, I like it every once in a Boy, while. Boy, we sell an awful lot of them, I'll tell you that, and they sell an awful lot of them around the world. This particular cigar is a cigar manufacturer that's out there that sells millions and millions of cigars, and his number one is this. Barry, what are we smoking? Well, today's second cigar is the Rocky Patel Java. It's manufactured in Nicaragua by Drew Estate for Rocky Patel. The size we're smoking is a 5.5 by 42, and it features a Brazilian Maduro wrapper over Nicaraguan binders and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $8.99, while a box of 24 is just $192.99, which is a savings of almost $23 or 11% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. These are the ones that uh, one of our customers buys his regular cigars all the time and then says, give me a box of chick magnets. I go to some cookout or something. I light one of these cigars, and all the girls sit around me and say, that cigar smells so great. And, well, would you like one? And uh, it, it works for him, he says. And he's been doing it for years. I know somebody else who sat at a bar and met a girl who was smoking one of these and then uh, married her. Then uh, changed his last name on Facebook to Bellavo. There you go. That would be Megan. <laughs> yeah. Maiden name this is Stein. This is what your wife. This, this is what she was smoking. This is what she started with. And you were not appalled by her doing that. No, I, I wasn't. I was enamored, um, not by the cigar, but yeah. by the person. Didn't bother me. Eventually, she graduated. She started smoking uh, trademarks, uh, but now she's on Toscanos. Okay. The outside wrapper of this smells exactly like Swiss Miss cocoa in the package. Yeah. With the marshmallows. This was. I mean, exactly like it. When I taught my daughter how to smoke cigars, we smoked all the original Lagianas from 25 years ago, and then we smoked today's version of it. And she said, this is not, where's that chocolatey taste and things that you guys talk about? And I said, hold on. And I brought her up one of these. And she lit it up and she said, I love that cigar. 
The amazing thing to me, by the way, is that your entire family watches the show. Your wife doesn't smoke cigars. Your, your mother does from time to yeah. time. She's not into cigars, but she'll smoke one with you. Yeah. And your daughter will smoke with you from time to yeah. time. But those three people are not cigar people, per se. Gianna has a humidor, and when she went to college, I'd have to send her cigars all the time and keep her into cigars, and she'd, you know be out there. She was in North Carol- uh, South Carolina and sit there and smoke cigars with her friends and stuff. And uh, it went it from some nice of way. these into- It's a nice and, way to make friends. That, that yeah, is sure. it's good. Okay, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo- Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. So the cold drawer on this cigar is you can take a right Twix, not the left Twix, the right Twix. Get rid of the caramel, and you just have the chocolate in the cookie, and that's what the cold drawer on this cigar is. Not even fear, you're at the button and he... <laughs> it's still got in there. That is his maiden name. It tastes good. It tastes like having a dessert. I mean, it does. Uh, you can you can taste the cookie from the Twix. I I, I do have to hand it to you. It's just. I mean, it, it's it's flavored. So you, the flavor's there. That is what it tastes like. So there's no imagination so needed. It's true. Estate does is ask: it, Is it infused or is it flavored? Because this tastes flavored. Well, they're going to say it's infused. No, because this. I, I don't think it was rolled and, through Swiss Miss chocolate, and I don't think that they rubbed Twix cookies on the outside wrap. And think about this cigar. This is a collaboration between Drew Estate and Rocky Patel. It's huge seller. And Rocky's name is nowhere on the box of the band. Oh, really? Yeah. Rocky owns it. I'm pretty positive. He is. Yeah. It's on the barcode. Okay. You know, normally I don't do this and take the band off, but I want to take the band off and look. You do it, Barry. You're off the air anyway. Um, no, it's loose enough on here. I can take it off. Nope, nothing. Nothing. Because on the back of Drew Estates says Drew Estates. Right. Uh, but there's nothing here. That's interesting. But on the front of it, it does say Drew Estate Java. Doesn't say Rocky Patel anywhere. That's interesting. Nothing, right? No, nah, there's just some uh, brown from the wrapper. God damn it. It does taste like the right Twix. <laughs> the right side? All right. Let's light it. Tastes... Tastes great without lighting it. Yeah, but there's something. Uh, all due respect to Drew Estate and Rocky Patel, I'm dreading smoking this cigar. There's just something manufactured about the taste. Have you ever acid. smoked it? Yeah. Yeah? All right. We're going to light our cigar today. Honestly, I don't mind it. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Commissioner. You going to freaking do your I, job I a, over there, Barons? I have a box in my humidor at home. I have a box of these. People come over or something. It's good. Go ahead, Commissioner. Vertigo Commissioner features single action, two jets, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you get easy adjustment and a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Commissioner. Not all that much chocolatey taste in it. It's almost a regular cigar it tastes like. The aroma off it... Is aromatic of chocolate. It's much less potent on the flavor versus the last cigar that we smoked, which had that tropical taste. Yeah. On the wrapper. You took the wrapper yeah. off and it wasn't there anymore either. Right. So you're not getting something off the wrapper on your lips with this cigar. Yeah. 
it tastes like a cigar to me as opposed to the, the, the aroma that's coming off this. Much like pipe tobacco. I told you about like Captain Black pipe tobacco. It smells awesome when somebody's smoking it. As tasting it, it doesn't taste like it smells. No, that's why that, I don't dig on pipes. Yeah. So uh, where are flavored cigars today? <clears throat> the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act, passed by the United States Congress in October 2009, banned cigarettes with flavors other than menthol or tobacco. However, some tobacco companies rebranded their flavored cigarettes as little or filtered cigars in order to circumvent the band. ban. Taking away the word flavor and putting red, gold, blue, green, these are different terminologies now that are used instead of saying the flavor of what it is. So what is red? Red is considered full flavor to, to most Marlboro Red, right? They're the, they're the ones that really started it off this way of uh, having these different things. Then there was gold. Gold was considered mild, and these things still work today. Even if you look at cigar brands, you look at Macanudo Gold, or you look at the gold color in Macanudo, you look at Perdomo Champagne. You know, if you see something with red in it, it tends to be more full-bodied. Gold is, is more mild. Even light blue would be mild. Um, green, menthol. Um, it was always a negative thing to put green onto a cigar. Using the color green on cigar bands and boxes and things, always people would think uh, um, grassy and underfermented, um, you know, mold color. You know, it was all a stigma of what that was. Um, now they want to ban flavored cigars. Why do they want to ban flavored cigars? Um, they don't have a problem right now with premium, is what they're saying, but. These fake cigars call themselves cigars, and we will all go down because of these things that call themselves cigars, but they're really cigarettes. And the only way to really separate that is that it has to be 100% tobacco, with the exception of water and fruit pectin to, to seal the cap. It, I, it well, means- so you look at something like the stuff that's made by machine at the J.C. Newman factory. It's all tobacco. There's nothing else added. Homogenized tobacco paper as a binder. That becomes the issue. And, and w- does that make that more susceptible to children? No, but it could fall victim if you. The only way to the only way I see, and maybe you have a better definition, but the only way I see to separate a non-premium cigar, you got to get rid of the filter. So you say it's got to be 100% tobacco. Now anything with a filter. Is no longer a premium cigar. Can Correct. Call itself a cigar all at once. That's how it works in now, New Hampshire. Okay, now we've got to deal with, we don't want the clove people saying it's a clove cigar. Okay, well, now it has to be 100% tobacco. Well, the, unfortunately, clove is a flavor and so is chocolate. And clove is an illegal. You can put it on your ham and it's fine. You just can't put it on a mix with tobacco. But you can mix it with, with pork. Yeah, I know you don't dig on swine, but that's no reason. And then to hate put on in the oven. Hate, right? Don't hate on clove. I'm saying just as far as being able what to get a you, legal definition. What are you trying to accomplish? We're trying to accomplish children from not smoking cigars. Children don't smoke cigars. Oh, but they empty the tobacco out and roll it in marijuana, and therefore it's there. What are you trying to to cure here? 
We're going to go down like pipe tobacco people went down because roll your own cigarettes, call themselves pipe tobacco. Well, you've got you to separate yourself. You've got to make a legal definition. But unfortunately- This is the breakup of the cigar industry. Correct. Because this thing is being separated and you got four companies out there saying, we're not playing with you anymore. We're taking our ball and go away because you guys- are, Not that the industry went against them. The industry will not Side. fight for them. Correct. Because if they do, they're going to go down with them. Because because there's cigarette companies calling their cigarettes cigars. In March 2019, the FDA announced the agency that will begin steps to regulate flavored tobacco products differently than non-flavored cigars. This is what this is the unfortunate thing that's going down for flavored cigars or what, what's going to end up hurting J.C. Newman because they use a homogenized binder, they're not going after them, but they're an unforeseen circumstance that's going to happen. They're in, the yep. line of, they're in the line of fire, unfortunately, because of what's happening here. So some of the biggest names in the cigar industry sell or make flavored cigars, um, which, by the way, by hand, all tobacco, everything, but because it has a distinguishing characteristic or it has a flavor to it of something – this trouble, right? In the in the not even just United States. This is worldwide, right? Sure. Right now that that they're going after they're going after for the wrong reason. Toscano, for instance, has been infusing cigars for two hundred years um, with the smoke. Now, the hang woods. on a second. Hang on a second. Toscano is not infusing. What they are doing is curing the tobacco, and unlike we saw Perdomo do it when it's too chilly in Nicaragua. To raise the temperature in the tobacco barns, he uses a neutral wood so that the smoke doesn't infuse into the tobacco. Yep. And he also vents the smoke out, so he's just looking to capture the heat, and that's an inexpensive way for him to do it. Toscano uses a wood, like mesquite, yeah. where the smoke is super powerful, and it sticks the t to the tobacco, but their goal is not necessarily- And they did it by accident. Correct. They're not trying to change the flavor of tobacco. The flavor of the tobacco does change. They're heating it up to cure the tobacco. Right. So, and, and it brought on a flavor, and they stuck with it. I would say that Toscano is not a flavored cigar. That's part of the process of curing the tobacco. How about when they add anisette? That's a problem. But they don't pour anisette in it. It, it infuses. I don't have a problem with that now. <coughs> now you don't have a problem because with it. Because nothing's been added to it. It's 100% tobacco. What is your problem with it to begin with? That a child wants a Toscano no, with Anaset? Whatever. There's it's, no problem with it at all because it's not. Do Why can't somebody buy this Java that was smoking because it has a chocolatey taste to it? Uh, and their argument is you're trying, you're talking almost a $10 cigar here. It's a right. Corona. Are they going after a kid with this? Absolutely Can, not. You, you can't dump the tobacco on it and fill it with marijuana. It's not what it's for. It's for exactly what even, we're doing with if it. If this cigar was $12, would it be exempt from the flavor ban? It doesn't even... No. They said it would meet the definition of a premium cigar the way they have it worded right now. Yeah, it's so stupid, that price. It doesn't even addictive. taste all that chocolatey, by the way. So if you did figure out a way to moisten the wrapper to get it off the cigar, unbroken, and then wrap it in marijuana... It's just going to taste like tobacco and marijuana at that point. Right. It's not all that but, chocolate. But you take that Philly chocolate blunt. Which is short-filled, short. much easier to empty and keep that tube it's, intact. It's made to empty. Now it is. That's yes. not the way it used to be, Correct. by the way. No. When we carried it back in the day in the 80s, it was a held-together regular cigar. 
years and years later, you get them and you can basically pour it out. Yeah, I don't know about anybody who smokes them to smoke them. They're buying them to blow right. them up. So there's nobody smoking cigars. Those are not cigars. No. They call themselves cigars, as Roll Your Own Tobacco calls itself pipe tobacco. Here's the rabbit hole that we're in. So first I remember Napoleon's Dream was the first premium cigar that came out. These were in buckets, plastic sealed buckets, much like um, the barrel sure. of, of Philly Blunt's. And the humidifier that was in there had a um, alcohol that was in there, cognac, rum, sealed inside this bucket. It would be sealed for so long before it was sold off. This is Takamanji that did this. You open it up and you could smell it that was there. And because that sealed environment with that alcohol that was in there, and pipe tobacco people put it, they put a little shot of alcohol and they put it in a little uh, pipe tobacco humidifier and it brings on that aroma. Self done. All of a sudden, they did it and put it inside the humidifier, and then it brought on that flavor of it. From there, uh, Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley started in the flavored cigar business. That was their first lines of cigars. I didn't realize that. Um, Lars Teton, um, who, by the way, is the guy that introduced this whole thing of infusing. Um, he had the different terminology at the time. I, f- I forget what word he used, but. Jonathan Drew worked for Lars Teton, mm-hmm. saw the process of what it is, and brought it and, and made it bigger and better. Um, Rafael Nadell, Oliveros, was an all-flavored tobacco yeah, I line, that. I period. Those. That's all Oliveros was, and then changed over. On the other hand, there was a brand called Heaven, and Heaven was a regular line of cigars for years and years and turned into an all-flavored cigar company. Later, sold off to Davidoff, who owns that brand. And they, they do really nothing with, with it, it right. but they do own it. They bought it. Um, so, you know, you can look at Davidoff that's in the flavored cigar market. Maybe they do it in other countries. I, I don't know whatever happened to that brand. Acid that we had before, do you know how acids even started? Who made acids at the beginning of this thing when Jonathan didn't have a factory? Who was the factory that produced acid cigars? Don't remember. It was Perdomo. Shut up. Perdomo was the original manufacturer of acid. So, so Perdomo knows how to do it? Yes, he does. Perdomo had his own line also of flavored cigars. They were called Mr. Hyde's. We need to have a conversation with Mr. Perdomo. I, I got to hear this story. La Aurora. Their biggest selling thing of all, Tatiana, they make for Miami, Miami cigar. cigar. It's their biggest thing. And that's a company that would be in unfortunate trouble if their entire Tatiana. Of went course. Away. They're all in this mm-hmm. big. They're all, this is really important for the cigar industry. Gurkha started off as a flavored cigar in a tube, cognac, yeah, every single tube. one of them. Yep. That's all they had. That was it. And then they went into traditional cigars afterwards. General Cigar marketed Kalua, which was made by Drew Estate. It was their biggest selling thing also. Now it's known as Tobacco Special. It's the same cigar. Kalua was, after Kalua said, we can't attach, our, we're in the liquor industry. We can't attach our name to tobacco products. They're bad for you. They sell liquor. But anyway, they said, let, uh, you just looked like Jackie General Gleason Cigar was doing I'm Drew Estate was making so many of these, and then General Stops, they said, we got to do something, and Tobacco Special was born, 
which tobacco special is much like the cigar we're smoking now, much like Java. Um, a little milder, the tobacco special. Yeah, even the mild? even the Maduro ones are a little okay. bit milder than this. Oliver from United Cigar started out as a company selling Sweet Daddies in Las Vegas. Remember Sweet Daddies at all? That was that was Oliver Nouveau. Don't remember that those. was where his uh, whole thing started. Cao, Cao comes out with first off they were into pipes, mm-hmm. then they got into cigars, then their biggest hit was CAO Flavors and the Flavorettes, and they brought the girls around and stuff, and Eileen's Dream. And all trance. Yeah. yeah. And those were all based on pipe tobaccos that they turned into cigars. Uh, Ted Cigars, Maker's Mark, and all the different flavors of of their um, Java. This is Rocky Patel's biggest thing. Um, Oliva. They come out with nubs. You know the whole story yeah. behind the earth, but then it becomes nub flavors and lots of cafes and all the yeah. stuff. Huge espresso, huge. cappuccino. So this is, and all these fell, fall into the three hundred million cigars that are sold in the U.S. These are the biggest <laughs> selling things. Tarano, they did it with wine. Do you remember when Tarano? I remember started? that wine cigar. Yeah, hated it. Hated it too. <laughs> but beside hated the point. It. Um, and then you have sweet cigars, and I don't know if you want to call sweet tip cigars flavored cigars, but there's something added to it. Are they going to fall into the thing of flavored? Does that go away? Baccarat, nine million Baccaracs, three hundred million, nine million of the three hundred million are just Baccaracs by themselves with sweet tips. Nat Sherman host series, Rough Rider, You're right? Another one, Brulee. <laughs> we, we don't know if that ends how true that is or whatever it is but here is the cigar industry and, and you don't like flavored cigars and it's important to know about flavored cigars because if it goes away we're in big trouble here because this is the biggest selling stuff uh and i want to get to that after this to to talk about um is this a stepping stone or whatever but right now it's time for the matchup of the week Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars, which, by the way, has a lot of Victor Sinclair flavored cigars, too. Yeah. They're called Shots. Um, let's go with, um, would you rather spend the rest of your life with a, uh, on a sailboat as your home or an RV as your home? Oh, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. My dream was to live the life of Quincy from the, the uh, 70s TV show or 80s TV show, Jack Klugman. He lived on a houseboat, and uh, I've always wanted to do that. I thought your dream was the double wide. I'm off that. Yeah? Do you know what the interest rate is on a double wide? It's 9%. 9%. I'd rather be an RV, you know? More destinations. You're living on a sailboat, you're on the More water. destinations than a sailboat? You can reach every country and every continent on the planet on a sailboat. All right, how are you getting to uh, the Grand Canyon? Grand Canyon, yeah, you couldn't get to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, you could. A little dinghy. Grand Canyon. Yeah, you go up the river. Nice. Grand Canyon was carved by I'd a like river. You, you two jackasses river. know that, right? I'd like to send you up the river. Yeah. The answer is you RV. an RV. Go anyway. It's the wrong answer. You cannot go. You can't go to Australia with an RV. You know how you'd get to Australia with an RV? I don't want to go to you Australia. You put it on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, would you go would you? down on the ship? I mean, down with the ship. If I'm the captain, that's the rules. 
put your foot up on the the bow as it sinks, and you just stand there majestically. Yeah. Then tread water, and plus it takes you down with it. Do you think flavored cigars are bad for you, or worse than regular cigars for you health wise? I don't know. I don't think it's it a it's a slippery slope. Like you know, Is which any, be, anything happening here? Which being used to create the infusion? Like you know, I'm I'm so against vape because the chemicals of the flavors that you're inhaling. What exactly is being used in this? But you're not inhaling this. It's and I'll tell you this. So let's take a cognac cigar. So it's infused with cognac. Yeah, it's a waste it's a, of good cognac. Is it worse for you? No, it's a net no, zero. Yeah, I mean cognac is different. We know what cognac is. We know how it's made. well. That's the one I know. I don't right. know what kind. How to I get mean, it. you look at like the acid cuba cuba. It has that patchouli taste to it. What's being used to give that taste and. You know what are the effects of Probably that? Probably What are the effects of having that chemical on your mouth and your system? Supposedly, it's not chemicals; it is uh, botanicals. Botanicals. I don't know what that means, but so I don't, I don't know the science behind it. Yeah. So it, there's that question mark that I wonder: what's yeah. the long term effect of it? We know from Doctor Mark S. Macosi, yeah, that there is nothing to secondhand smoke once you're over the age of five, and that's all secondhand smoke from cigarettes to cigars to backyard barbecue fire pits there's nothing to it once you're over the age of five you can handle secondhand smoke you're not inhaling an infused product or a flavored product you think there's no difference i mean we don't know what goes in a marlboro cigarette but we know on the licorice well we know we know that they're the number one consumer of licorice in the world that company is but so burning licorice is that good? But how, how, when they make licorice, they cook it, right? I'm sure. I've never made licorice yeah. before. Ah, licorice. Early thoughts here on Rocky Patel. Well, I say Rocky Patel Java, but it's just it's, it's Java, Java. By, Java by Jewish states. Yeah, it just had to me. It has a, a powdery feel, uh, mouth feel to it. And Honestly. All right, I'm going to take the, that's what the, the wrapper off been. of this. You take the wrapper on, off. On the break, and we'll see uh, if it, how much it changes it when we come suck. back. It doesn't suck. I, it doesn't it, suck. It really does. I, I was actually mad at you when I looked at the show notes early in the week. I had to print them for As you. you need to, we tell the people that listen to the show, you need to try these things. So I've you need spoken to try before. It just was 10 years ago. I just right. didn't remember it. All right. When we come back, uh, your first flavored cigar and your last. And what do you think uh, the outcome of flavored cigars will be in the future? How do you think this is going to play out? And uh, should we be... Uh, should we be... Stoking up now. Stocking up. Oh, should we st- should we be stocking up on flavored cigars now? Because if they go away, there's going to be a big demand because there's more people smoking this than smoking that. It's true. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. 
every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavana Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. 
the nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Jerry from Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. Okay, we're back. We're smoking uh, Java by Drew Estate, Rocky Patel brand, and uh, we're talking flavored cigars. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, what was your first flavored cigar? Do you know what it was? Was your first cigar ever a flavored cigar? Um, I would say the first flavored cigar that I had was The Natural. Someone had given me one. Was that your first cigar? No. So I bought my first cigar from you. And the, the reason why I'm asking is, is this a stepping stone, a flavored cigar, a stepping stone to people smoking cigars? The first time I lit it up, I was like, I'm not into this. This is not for me. Okay. And How about you? My first cigar was Macanudo Robust, which isn't made anymore. At least I don't think it is. And my first flavored cigar was a Drew Estate Egg. Which wow. Was, which was god awful. Oh my god, the egg is actually shaped like an egg. It's a ridiculous yeah. thing. Even to get Oh my I god. I was like I just got to try this based on the way it looked. I don't think I made wow. it past four or five puffs. I actually never smoked that cigar. For a while I was smoking the Gurkha cognacs when they first came out. Yeah. They weren't they changed really quick. Different factories over the years. Yeah. But yeah. uh, it was Macanudo and then Padron 2000s, and I set up. So you didn't get, you didn't get forever. into domestic cigars early on. No. Oh, all right. I'm I'm sure, like Middleton, um, which is a Philip Morris owned product now, but that was a family. Uh, Jay Middleton's, uh, as it started, a little vanilla taste to it. Um, even uh, like Garcia Vega and whatever. That was my first. Uh, well, my father used to smoke Tipperillos. Yeah. Which had that flavor component to him. Tipperillo was owned by R.J. Reynolds. Um, he, actually, when we started in the, in the cigar business, we had the rack of cigarettes that went there, and Tipperillo's was one of the things that were in there. Uh, they had pipe tobacco, too. We had to have a spot for that, too. And My grandfather smoked El Producto on the regular, and then he would smoke... Yeah, there was, an, there was a so I've had flavor those. component to that. Yeah. Maybe one Definitely of the tobaccos had yeah. a... Something was going on. Uh, do you think that working in a store, when when uh, a young guy would come in for their first cigar, uh, are you putting them on a flavored cigar? Are you uh, girls looking for their first cigar? No, I'm going with something mild. Yeah, same here, something yeah. mild. You want them to experience what the premium cigar experience is. And not to take anything away from these brands, but somebody's looking to experience a cigar the first time, I'm going the traditional route. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I don't do it any longer, but at the beginning of two guys, somebody would come in and say, I'd like to try a cigar or something. Wish I'd go on the first time. I used to put them on Baccarat because it was sweet. Before the cigar was even lit, they put the cigar in their mouth and say, oh, it's sweet. And it was a 
positive that was happening sure. at the beginning. Then they lit it up and, oh, I don't know, it's thing, oh, don't inhale, you know, go easy, whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of um, people that work in cigar shops take the new guy and say, this is where to go with cigars. I disagree. I, I think it's a mistake putting somebody onto a sweet cigar and everything. Let's try something mild and go from there and pick up subtle tastes as opposed to a back rack. That sweet is real sweet that's put on there. So, so my buddy Scott, who started uh, buying cigars from us maybe three years ago, he started with tobacco special. That's all he smoked. And then one day he came in and said, you know what? I want to try one of those regular cigars. So I turned him on to Trademark. He liked it. And then I had him try something else, La Giana, and then Garofalo. He now smokes everything. Yeah. And once in a while goes back and has his tobacco special. Really? When I say everything, he's had Jacob's Ladder, and he's fine with it. Yeah. So one thing that you- That's the beauty if you can smoke everything. I can't. You may have started on a mild cigar, but don't automatically assume you're a mild cigar smoker. You may do like I did. I, I go the full spectrum now. Okay, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane... 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> In Middleburg, Florida, diners received more they, than they bargained for after church when a Florida man showed up at the restaurant to pick up his wife's final paycheck. On the way out, the man was so pissed off he decided to drop his pants, giving those in attendance Mr. Jonathan's favorite of two eggs over easy and a side of sausage before bending over and giving him their just desserts with an order of Moon pie. The man was arrested on indecent exposure, breach of the peace, and was eventually released uh, released on a five thousand dollar bond. And that's not only insane; it's asylum. There we go. It's hard finding something this week because everywhere you look, it was only coronavirus. Coronavirus, big so thing. So I just decided to look up Florida man, and there's always a story tied. There's into always Florida. something going on in Florida. Florida. Yep. You know, we had March Madness sale yesterday, so we had uh, over a thousand people come in the store. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd see some people, and you know, I shake lots of hands. Yeah. And some people will come in and says, "Corona shake," <laughs> and touch elbows or fist bump or something. Corona shake, yeah, Corona shake. They didn't want to shake my hand. The big thing now, I think, it is in uh, Indonesia or South Korea. They're doing the toe tap. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That'd be awkward. World leaders get together instead of the handshake in front of the flag. They do the toe tap. Boy, it's not going to stick, right? Hope not. It's crazy. I can't. It's just I can't. A, Wouldn't it be something? And, and this is how this whole thing happened, that people fist bump or touch elbows or whatever becomes the new thing and handshake. Well, whatever happened to handshakes and stuff? Oh, it's coronavirus. This, this could stick. I'll because be, I saw just so many people. It wasn't one I'll or two I'll be people. dead and buried. I'm, I'm sticking with the handshake. You meet someone new for the first time, you shake their hand, not fist bump. There was a story on Barstool Sports, so you know it's legit. Yeah. Um, that... <laughs> Consumption of alcohol actually helps create a barrier for coronavirus, so I should be fine. 
pays to be an alcoholic this time. Did you hear the, the consumption of Corona beer dropped dramatically? 40% and something like 13% think you can actually get it from Corona. <laughs> That's the biggest problem, how stupid society is. Oh, but. my God. So I took the wrapper off this Java that was smoking. Uh, it's you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I mean, it's falling apart. It was a mistake. I should have just took it to That's the what end. I did, just the end, and I'm using the band yeah. to keep everything together. Um, there's more. There's dramatically lots of flavor on the outside wrapper of this. Is where it's coming from, uh, as opposed to the cigar itself. It's almost a regular cigar. Yeah, you remove inside. the wrapper, you lose that powdery mouthfeel that I was getting. There's still a little bit of chocolate. A little but it's bit. Nowhere near what it was mm-hmm. with the wrapper on it. And there's so much aroma now going on, but I still smell chocolatey, but that could be actually infused from the wrapper being around. But to me, it seems like the only thing that was really infused was the wrapper on both of those products, and you take it off, and automatically some goes on there because it has contact in the box for all that time. But I think you're. I think you. My guess is that it's happening. Discriminatory the- right now against flavored cigars because I've never seen you take the outside wrapper off of a traditional cigar. I've done it. To not on the show to see if didn't the flavor we, changed. Didn't we take drones off before and put Connecticut's on? And I did that well before the show and let them go through their sick period again. Well, let me ask you this: um, What will the outcome be for flavored cigars at the end of this? Five years from now. Five years from now, they'll probably be banned. There'll be no flavored cigars. No. It, you know, it started out in California, one town, became another town, became states looking to come to do it. The FDA's looking to regulate it. Bills are being passed in the Congress and Senate all the time. It's just a matter of time. There's a war. Can there be an this? argument made that this is a premium cigar if what they're saying is true, that it's been infused, it's just been in close proximity to... Whatever the flavoring agent is, being botanicals or chemicals or whatever, if it picks it up through the air, it the fl- if the flavoring never touched it. The reason why I think Barry's right and it's going to be an all-out ban that's not going to happen is because it happened to cigarettes. We're talking a lot of money. Billions and billions of dollars put into making that not happen. In Massachusetts... There were, uh, menthol cigarettes are outlawed. We're talking about Newports, yep. one of the biggest, maybe the second biggest cigarette in the world. Mm-hmm. Newport, you know, just second to only Marlboro, is outlawed in Massachusetts, and it's going globally. Yep. But Marlboro is licorice and cocoa. I know. The the band that wants us to find a premium cigar is $12 would have a ban of menthol cigarettes included in that bill. And part of this happened because of vape, because vape said, we're not going to have, at the beginning, vape came out many years ago, and it was just tobacco-flavored vape that happened. And, and it was a smoking c- cessation device. So the government was on board with it. Yeah, it was looked upon as that, as uh, nicotine gum was, but it was just another way of delivering nicotine. It becomes a nicotine delivery system, as is with flavored cigars, is they have a problem with flavored vape and flavored cigarettes, therefore we're next. And if that's the case, what about flavored vodka? What about flavored alcohols, which is all the rage right now? Mm-hmm. You go to bars all the time. I mean, the the girls are getting flavored He's talking drinks. talking to Barry for people who are listening yeah, on the podcast. Even like the, the, the white claw drinks or whatever, they're all flavored, you know, hard seltzer. Right. 
they're aiming toward the new drinker. They're pulling you in. Let's start you off with like 5% alcohol by volume, and then you're going to try the vodka, which is not 80 proof, but it's, you know, like 60 proof. They, it's, but, I hate to use the word, but it's a gateway to hard Yeah, liquor. yeah. Back in my day was Boone's Farm apple wine, the real cheap, real shit. But as underage kids drinking or something, you'd get this $5 bottle of wine, and it was sweet and apple flavored, and you could get get through it because you weren't used to drinking and it became all that, you know, and that, that was the gateway to it. Also, if that's the way they're looking at it, uh, I think it goes away. I think uh, we, we've seen uh, the height of flavored cigars and you're going to start seeing it go down. I, you know, part of the separation that's happening in the cigar industry, these bigger companies that pulled out of here, they're, the lifeblood is the flavor. If you think Drew Estate is all about La Liga Pavada, you're out of your mind because they have Swisher Sweets, two billion of one one line, two right. billion. The reason it. why Liga is so limited is they don't need it. If they were relying on it, Liga would not be limited. Mm-mm. Part of its charm is limited. Right. We could do a whole show on that of you know why a certain cigars limited because that's why they're popular. popular. If they put them out there. They probably wouldn't be popular. But you don't see any limited thing that happened with a flavored cigar. They bang them out. There's never been a shortage of, of acid. There's no. never been a shortage of um, Java. You know, they're banging them out and banging them out, and they're selling lots of them, and there's no problem. And the, the cigar geeks aren't talking about it. There's no advertising on it. They just sell like hell. Yeah, they do. And that's it. And you guys that are in the care package complaining and stuff, these are the biggest selling cigars in the world. Um all right, let's look at uh, the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? I got $100,000. You eat dog food for one year. That's are your meal. Come on for a year. Dry, dry or wet? Both. You can have whichever one you want. But it's got to be a dog food. It's got to say dog food on the, on the label of it. You can brand switch. You can do whatever you want. But your meal consists... Your meals consist of dog food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, your snacks, dog bones are Can fine. Can it be altered in any way as far as, like, changing the spicing? And, you know, they don't put garlic, for example, in dog food because it's bad for dogs. So you can cook up. You can add some garlic can if you I want. Can I have Yvonne Merrill cook the dog food? Who's that? That's uh, Trevor's mom, Darren's wife. Ah, Yvonne. Yeah. Um, you can. I might be in. How much is the money? 100000 all year. I've eaten a milk bowl before and I dare. I've done, I used to eat them as a kid on a regular, <laughs> on the regular, I swear. That explains why your bark is worse than your bite. I, I think am, I could pull it off. I think I could do it. A year for 100 grand. I think I could do it. Would you do it? Because I could go do a GoFundMe page here and probably pull that off. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all snacks, everything. Mr. Dog- I Eat Healthy would be willing to eat horse meat. Well, I mean, I could pick the dog food, so I would go all beef. Be fine. All beef, dog food. What, 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 where does that exist? No different than your hot dogs you like. I love. All right, then. I'm would out. You, would you do it? I think I could do it. Would you do it? Well, there'd it, it, have to be a stack of money right there. Yeah, $100,000. Put a stack of money right there. I think you get I'm it, in. Well, you get it after you finish. I got to see the money first. I got to know that you're capable of producing. Would you do it? I think I would. Really? Yeah. 100000 Every single meal all year. You'd be on TV. You'd be famous. I would, I would save 
an additional hundred thousand because I just put it on my mortgage and be all set. It's like getting two. You got to buy your own food. You're gonna pick whatever you want. You go shopping. You. you go I got to buy food anyways. Dog food's cheap. It is. I could pull that off. That's like getting two hundred thousand. I'm in. Start the GoFundMe page. <laughs> you would not do this. You won't even eat a Twinkie, for Christ's sake. You're going to eat dog food for a year, breakfast, lunch, and I dinner. I get to pick the dog food. What would happen to you? Nothing. Start smelling my ass and shit. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a Saturday night for yeah. <laughs> No, you would not do it. Start raising the money, buddy. All right, let's do a classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right, today's March 7th, and I got Ed Sullivan's answers. Cheating. I have Ed Sullivan's answers. Do you want to use Ed Sullivan's answers, or we'll throw him out? I don't care. Yeah, we could You're keep cheating either way. Whatever. Okay. Ed Sullivan goes first. Yes. Because he was the winner last time. Goldman Sachs Trading Company takes the idea from Clarence Birdseye's novel idea to take frozen fish, flash freeze it, then thaw it later as fresh with Birdseye's frozen dinners that were brought to market at 18 stores in Springfield, Massachusetts today. What year? All right, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan says 1932. Uh, Jonathan? 1901. 01. I have 1957. 57. 01 will take it, Mr. Jonathan. And Ed Sullivan had 32. He was over. And 57 was way over, too. So that goes one for Mr. Jonathan, and it's over to Mr. Jonathan. There was a... Fierce competition of inventors to come up with a working telephone. Alexander Graham Bell won and was awarded the patent. Today, what year? Get your answer locked in. Yep, I'm locked in. 1819. 1819. 1781. I'm way under. 1781. And Ed Sullivan had 1890. And the winner is 1819. Mr. Jonathan gets a point. What's the answer? Is 1876. So everybody... Nailed it! And Ed Sullivan was over once again. He's listening to this on the plane and he's rip shit right now. Barry Stein, over to you. Uh, This is the third. I got a a one in case. If you get too exact, and you would, uh, you won't. Or or Ed Sullivan could 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 do it. Also, you're going to do at the end of the show on the board. What? Choke. Thank you. Appreciate (laughs) your vote of confidence. Billed as the fight of the century, Muhammad Ali took on Joe Frazier in Madison Square Garden for the first time 
What year? 74. 74. Uh, it's Ed Sullivan's turn. Ed Sullivan says 72. It'll be 1958 for the win. It will be 1958 for the win. And the shutout, Mr. Jonathan, because it's 1971. Ed was over each and every one of them. So, Mr. Jonathan, three to nothing. That uh, proves that Ed Sullivan plays the man, not the game. Right there. Uh, Peter Wolf, the lead singer for Jay Giles, successful solo artist, was born today as Peter Blankfield in Bronx, New York. Didn't he just die a couple of years ago? He did ago? not. He's no. playing down the street yeah, next we, week. Somebody from Ed Jay Sullivan Giles had- died because I did it too soon for it. Oh, you know who died? Jay Giles died. Oh, okay. But everybody always thought Jay Giles was Peter Wolf, but Jay Giles was just another musician that owned it. So Angel and Centerfall was 1980. We're going to say 20. So I'm going to say 42. 19, I'm going to say 1955. It's born in 42. 42, 46 would, would win it. And uh, I think Ed Sullivan got that one. Uh, he might have nailed it, but you got three points anyway. So you're all set there. Um, we're going to talk on the after show on Wednesday about uh, some bad, somebody, bad stuff about somebody me. Somebody full out. Just calls you out, and that's all I'm going to say. And they, that's and, and it's enough for a whole show. Jugular, yeah. They go for the jugular. All right, that'll be interesting. Rocky Patel Java, would you smoke it again? Uh, no, unless no. I have to on the show. Hell no. I I, I know for a fact I have one in I my sm- humidor. I smoke it now and then. I, I smoke have- it now and then. I have a box at at the house when somebody comes over, and uh, I'm not ashamed of it. It's not a go-to. I don't walk around the store smoking it or anything like that. There is a little embarrassing factor of smoking it in front of real cigar people and stuff, but people come over the house and, oh, I want to have a cigar with you. You got anything sweet and chocolatey or something? I'll have one of them with them. No problem. I'll smoke the Dos Domingos anytime. This just is not in my comfort zone. Yeah? I like it. It's Java. It's a little chocolatey along with coffee, which are two things I like. I like. Okay, next week, Ed Sullivan will be back, and we're going to dig into bundles, bundle cigars, a little history of it, and where they are today. Are they any worse because they don't come in a box? What are the best, and what? how do you deal with them? Are they deals? Are they deals? Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Maybe you learned something this week. Maybe you didn't. You did. But always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.